What is happening? Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. Great news for the American people. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert, featuring Stephanie Bell, News Director Brian Houseworth, John Marsh, and Hannah the Producer. This is why we listen to you. Get ready, pal. And now, here's your host, Brandon Rathert. Yeah, so I went, went and walked right in the shower, because I'm not sure if I'm reading this thing right. So going to the shower... Yeah, I walked right in the shower, and my wife looked at me, and I was crying. She goes, what's wrong? She thought something bad happened. And I said, no, no. And I said, I got this. I'll read this. Read this. And what? And I said, I handed it to her, and she read it, and all of a sudden, she screamed. And, you know, you know, just it was, it was, it was quite a moment. I mean, I'll never forget it. Man, Gary Pinkle, several months ago, here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, when he found out he was going to the Hall of Fame. And you remember in our conversation that day when we were hanging out, you got kind of emotional then, too, which I think is a contrast. SEC, very successful SEC college football coach, winningest uh, coach in program history for two different programs, one of which is Mizzou. And you you got very uh, personal with us that day and, like, really showed you were crying here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. And I just think that was a, a, a cool thing because it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's not the stereotype. Yeah, yeah, but you know, just I'm kind of real for, for yeah. so at the end of the day, that's uh, it, it's still it's still a bit overwhelming to me. I mean, yeah. I, I, I never, I'm a very goal oriented. My, my goal is to win football games and help kids. That's that's what I that was that's my job. Uh, never said, well, I hope I'm in the yeah. Hall of Fame someday. That was not I even I didn't even think about it. I think that's why I was in such shock. Shock, but uh, anyway, it's been it's been quite a interesting the last the last you know this whole football season. I've been kind of bouncing around all over the place. And uh, excited that uh, next Tuesday uh, is the day, the evening, and mm. I have a lot of friends coming. Uh, I've coached at Washington for 12 years. I got some players, coaches. I got my family. All my family's going, um, and uh, just very, very deeply honored. Yeah, uh, Coach Gary Pickle hanging out with us this morning on Wake Up Mid Missouri. I'm Brandon Rathard, Stephanie Bell, Brian Hosworth, John Marsh, uh, producer Hannah, uh, and the, kind of the accolades keep coming. You're going to the SEC championship game. Uh, here's your, what's going to happen there. Well, I got a, I got a call about a month ago, I think it was, and said that uh, you're, you are an SEC legend. I read that again. <laughs> What's happening here? So you know what happens here on Wake Up Mid Missouri? We call John Marsh. You know what? You know what that means, John? When we call you a, a journalistic legend here in Missouri? I'm younger than Coach. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel only a legend? I mean, it's a great honor, yeah. but do you go legend? Yeah. So we're flying down there tomorrow, um, and uh, we're going to be introduced sometime at the SEC championship game. And then we're flying to Las Vegas on Sunday morning. So we got things going on there. You and Stephanie will just miss. Stephanie's going down there to uh, supervise that election do-over in Georgia. Seriously. Oh, wow. Yeah, so yeah. You guys I'll will... be in on Sunday, so uh, I'll just miss you. But we'll look yeah. for you at the SEC championship. What an honor. Are there are there more legends? Are there several people that are going to be honored at the SEC game? Yes, I, and I, I quickly you know look through it here. So yeah. there's going to be others that all from, from all different ages and uh you know, years that they've played in the SEC and, and all those things, so it's a, uh, it's been it's been uh, it's been pretty awesome. The day's almost here, so I'm getting a little uh, anxious again here yeah. for this uh, to happen. Coach, uh, it's great to see you. I remember the first time I interviewed you, you had just taken the position, and I met you at the Ramada Inn uh, in Jeff City, and you were speaking to high school players. A lot of them didn't end up playing college football. Some did. A lot of them were small small schools, but. 
as I recall in that speech, a lot of what you said is similar to what you talked about here about integrity, work ethic, and it could apply to those those um, students. It could apply to young men you try to mentor. It could apply to your to uh, to your players as well. Um, when you were given that speech, did you have any idea you'd you'd be you'd been at Missouri that long? I mean, that was I, you hadn't coached a game at that point, yeah. but it was right before you started the first game, as I recall, that summer. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's you know you, you set all your goals. You never know what's going to happen. You know, uh, talking to people, talking to kids. That's what I did my my whole life. My 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 players uh, will tell you that I tried to help within our program and our staff and how we do it to help them be better men. You know, how do you how do you go out and dates? What do you say? What do you don't say? What do you do? Sure. You know, be respectful of women. I can go on and on and on with all these things. So there had to be more than just play football. Let's win some football games. And obviously getting their degrees, too. So there's we, – we, we, I think really very fortunate uh, uh, Don James was uh, uh, my my mentor. Yeah. Um, he's in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Yes. Uh, and so that kind of adds a little bit more to this, too, uh, for me. Um but uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I we did a lot more than than win football games. But you got to win football games to keep your job to help kids. So that's what it goes out. And if I could follow up just very quickly, you mentioned Don James because you talked about him so much, and people remember you obviously, and that impact he had at Washington. What's the biggest thing, Coach, that Don James taught you? I know there's many, but the biggest thing that that you took with you as a coach, and even today. Well, I, I I took the whole program. I played in the program in, in college. I worked with him for twelve years. I knew how to run a football program. But maybe one of the biggest things that happened is uh, when I became the head coach at the University of Toledo. Uh, I was going to the airport in Seattle, and uh, there was a jet from Toledo picking me up there. And I decided to stop at the office to see Coach James. Hey, good morning. See you. You know. Hey, thanks for everything you did. I did that. So I walked in, gave him a hug, and. And uh, so we talked a little bit, and I said, well, I got to head out to the airport. So I, I went outside the door, and I have no idea why. I, I went back. I peeked in the door. And I looked at him. I said, Coach, you have any words of wisdom? I have no idea why I would ask him that. I mean, he's, he's, all, he's a giant wisdom man in everything. Yeah, he, he looked at me as his, his glasses went down. He looked at me and says, yeah. He says, when things get tough, and they're going to get really, really tough, you wake up every day, hour by hour, focusing on doing your job you can't let anything in if you let anything in you, it, it's going to be very difficult to be successful yeah, well, i walked away though i walked away from that going hmm that's pretty good advice that went bad it was the best advice in the in the, in the pressure-packed mm-hmm. job that i was it was the best advice i ever got i know you and nick saban uh, had a relationship before you came here did you seek guidance about coming to take the coaching job at mizzou uh yeah, what, what did Nick say? <laughs> he wasn't real excited about that. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, he's uh, he's a good friend. He's going to yeah. be honest with me, and you know, yeah. and I and I I would not have come here if it wasn't for Mike Alton. Uh-huh. One thing I talked about Coach James about it. Was he said you have to have an in interview for a job. You have to have a good feeling about that athletic director who, that, that's yeah. going to have to help you out, you know, and take some bullets for you. Um, and you you got to make sure that uh, that 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 you 
can get along with this person and, yeah. that, and then you can trust them. And at the end of the day, we were losing, losing, winning, losing. So, you know, yeah. Mike was getting taking some shots. What, what the heck are we doing here? And, uh, you know, it, it all turned out pretty good. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I think you and uh, Mike Holden kind of a, a, the same cloth because there's times when Stephanie and I are out in town, a lot of times you see Mike Holden <laughs> taking part just in community events and Rocky makes the best peanut butter balls every <laughs> Christmas. Uh, our guest this morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. Coach Gary Pinkle going to the Hall of Fame officially coming up on Tuesday. Coach, got a quick text message from a gentleman who describes himself as a friend of yours, a retired Jefferson City car dealer whose name shall remain nameless. Says, have Coach talk to us about the Charitable Foundation. <laughs> okay, I wonder who that might be. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we started a foundation. I got, and I quit coaching, uh, you know, it was, just, it was all of a sudden I resigned. It was, for all right, health-wise, I'm doing okay. Um, but I was just, it was about two years out and my wife, Missy looked at me and she said, yeah, you, you doing okay? And I said, I miss my players. I really miss my players. And what happened was she looked at me and said, why don't you start a foundation? And I said, hmm. So we started talking about it. And so it's going, it's a GP made, made's an acronym from M-A-D-E, make a difference every day in the lives of kids. And, and, uh, it's been really good for me because I'm doing something significant. I mean, golfing's not significant, you know. <laughs> And and so my point is is that that uh, I I needed to get that going. So that's what we've done. It's been really going well. You know, we go we look at kids uh, that have uh, physical challenges. Uh, we look at at kids uh, that uh, you know li- come from really really difficult backgrounds. You know, they're really 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 struggle. Um, and so we want kids to to be able to get monies to help kids in our community here. And basically, we try to keep it in the state. We also have scholarships that we do. So we do a lot of different things. And uh, you know, we're 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 always uh, looking to try to make more money to help more kids. As a matter of fact, you're approaching almost I think uh, north of seven hundred grand, approaching a million dollars that you have doled out in the short time that you've been doing um, GP Made. And I love that. I have a good friend of mine. She got involved with two teenage uh, two twin uh, twin girls teenagers uh and uh, one of them was pregnant and they were they grew up in an environment they had no direction no nothing pregnant at an early age knew nothing but poverty and she kind of took them uh took them in and it's amazing what they didn't know it's no fault of their own when we're talking mm-hmm. about kids and young people they didn't know what they they didn't know and just simple things like teaching them well this is how you get a driver's license this is how yeah. it's, it's just stunning and i have a deep uh, deep appreciation for that uh seriously dude you've been working out and i'm being i'm not trying to you, you look stacked <laughs> i got listen i got i just whatever that means so i so i had to ask the same question i was in idaho uh for thanksgiving i had a five-year-old granddaughter her name's mm-hmm. harper lee she loves twinkies she's precocious she's a doll and she knows it you've got you know about uh, grandkids and uh yeah i got eight of them so yeah she says grandpa brandon you're stacked i didn't know what that meant but she was you know i go to the gym now like you but seriously you hitting the gym I, I, I've always taken yeah. care of myself. Yeah. And that's probably because of my, you know, my brother and sister. Uh, my sister's older than me. And my brother's passed away. Was younger than me. They have a disease called hereditary spastic yeah. paraplegia, mm-hmm. and they lost their ability to walk when they reached adolescence, like right around thirteen, fourteen. And I didn't get it, so I swore to that point that I'm gonna never take advantage 
that I can get up and walk and walk through the house. Uh, and, and so I'm going to just take care of myself. Yeah. And so that's really what drove that. And, and, and with me having cancer, that's, uh, that, that gives me the best shot of, of battling through it. You want to arm wrestle? No, because <laughs> no, you'd probably win. I doubt it. Uh, Coach Gary Pinkle, check out his foundation, GP Made. Before uh, we leave, I want to give you an opportunity to, to mention whatever else it is that you uh, want to work on. I know you hang, like, you do a lot of work with people from um, Veterans United. Uh, and I know they do a lot of community stuff. So I know when we talk about what you do for kids and still here in this community, uh, I, I know that to be genuine. Younger folks listening this morning, that maybe, you know, they let that creep, that the stuff creep into your head. Kind of yeah. like we were talking about the one coach said, just focus on the job. Piece of advice or anything you'd like to offer this morning before we let you go? Piece of advice, <laughs> I, I, from I your, based I, on your experience. Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. I I don't know if I have any words of wisdom. I, I think it maybe uh, when I when I talk to kids a lot, I talk to them about. Uh, I use this phrase: hard work makes dreams come true. You know, you don't just wake up and you know, and everything goes well. You have to have a good attitude, and you have to you know set goals, and you have to be determined, and you have to battle through adversity. I can go on and on with all these things, but those are the things that. Uh, that was a responsibility that I taught my players and I taught my children the same way. It was no different. We do go into, I've been to a lot of homes that people have yeah. no clue yep. what, what the homes I walked into. And I expect, expect that young man to come out of there and, and be like me. And I had a mom and dad love me and care for me, you know. And so that's a responsibility when we have kids like that to come in, you know. Uh, we, we try to do a little bit more, but we, and we do. We, 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 they're going to walk out being responsible, accountable people. And so that's uh, one thing that we did, and and we're certainly very, very uh, proud of that. Uh, and I think it's cool that uh, good things are still happening because sometimes some people, whether they come uh, whatever their lot in life is that they get to where they are today or they face a series of circumstances for, for some people sometimes. And I go back to your reaction when you joined us on, the, on Wake Up Mid-Missouri right after it was announced that you were going into the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, your pure honest unbridled emotion at your excitement about that not because it was about you but because of all the people that you've been able to surround yeah, yourself and, and with. if i can mention one thing there about that that's uh i, I tell this all the time you know it's you know, a football player if you're if you it, you're, you're a great great player and you're in the hall of fame it's because of that certainly your teammates helped you but you have to be this tremendous a- athlete and you know for me um i'm i've been surrounded by good people my whole yeah. life that's been a blessing in my whole life and and even growing up you know and and everything and, and the adversity that we had in our families because my brother and sister um but at the end of the day it's about my players it's about my coaches it's about the, all the support people it's about certainly mike alden that kind of worked with me to help us get this thing done and and have some success as we build it it's it's all about these other people you know, all I did was try to make them all get on the team, work together, be accountable, responsible people, work hard, all those kind of things. That's what's my job to get done. Uh, but uh, it, this award is is for all my players and coaches and all those people I mentioned. Very nice. Tuesday, going into the Hall of Fame, going to be uh, honored by the SEC. Uh, former Mizzou coach Gary Pinkle, winningest coach in program history. I think very few coaches have the distinction of having the winningest program in two different Two different programs. Anything you need for GP made, uh, 
let us know. We're always willing to help. Okay, that's nah, awesome. Coach, I appreciate that. Coach. And the people in the community here, thank you. When we uh, we have a golf outing or we have other events, uh, very appreciative of uh, when, when you give money to us and that you can trust us that the money's going to go the right way to help kids. Yeah, it's going to help kids. It just a lot of times just needs some guidance. Coach yes. Gary Pinkle this morning uh, here on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS Morning Bell Business News. little twist only Stephanie Bell can give you. What do you got coming up for us? Let's keep it on food today something somebody <laughs> did really interesting at a like a 7-eleven all right there's that twist it's coming up five minutes from now you're on wake up mid-missouri this is wake up mid-missouri featuring brandon rathert Thanks for making Wake Up Mid-Missouri your favorite morning show. 93.9 The Eagle. Time for the Morning Bell Business News. Got a little twist for you. Only Stephanie Bell can bring you. Well, we're going to tie a big bow around this whole show. We've been talking about sports. We've been talking about being reformed. We've been talking a lot about food. And Dwayne Johnson did something really cool recently. He went into a 7-Eleven in Hawaii and bought all of the Snickers and said, hey, I was poor growing up, and I stole so many Snickers from the 7-Eleven. Every time I went in there, I wanted a chocolate bar, couldn't afford one, took one, um, and now I'm feeling reformed. And I can't, so he's, he said, I've always wanted to do this. I wanted to come back and kind of repay my debts. And so he paid for everyone's groceries in the 7-Eleven. He also bought all the Snickers and said, and left them there and said, hey, if there's a kid in here who looks like they can't afford a Snickers, make sure they get one, you know, on me. And I How thought, cool that? that's kind of sweet, right? And, and kind of, I don't know if retribution is the right word, but kind of like, hey, man, I did some wrongs. It was a lot of years ago and it was candy bars, but you know what? This is what I can do to make it right because it's still bothers me that i did that here's what i have so i like it making it right i think so uh markets are not great this morning but (laughs) markets are but but the futures are up um and we also got some jobs numbers in about private employment way below what was expected i think we're we're getting the actual job numbers friday but on private employment numbers lower than expected We've talked a lot about food today, uh, and I don't know. I don't know why that is. If we open up our mailbag next, spam, not spam mail. Spam is what people are talking about. Following uh, the topic of what's hot with uh, what's hot with Hannah, we did this morning, seven twenty-five. Maybe we'll do that. Coming up like five minutes from now. It's rather entertaining. Talking about wake up in Missouri on ninety-three-nine Eagle. McKay, Jess making a big run. It's been for him. Jess is stuck in behind. Jess in the middle. Pull it Scores! Team USA beat Iran yesterday. Game they had to win. And not just, here's the way I look at it. Of course, you know how where I am with thing on a geopolitical uh, scale of things. Like, I wanted Team USA to win because I, I couldn't live with the fact that we would have lost to Iran. And I, I could give two bits about world cup soccer i really it's fun to follow team usa until usually you know they they bow out of the uh the tournament i know a lot of people and i i just i it is not entertaining for me to watch 
and everybody's well because there's no scoring. It's one nothing. It's you know you have these low scoring games. But I did yesterday a, a little bit as we were kind of all glancing at this in the green room yesterday when I all of a sudden become a soccer fan because everybody else here at Zimmer was watching. There were other dudes yelling at the TV, so yeah. you had to yell at the TV. So I had to pretend, and it is confusing because they're trying to explain. So they play for ninety minutes, but when there's timeouts or somebody gets hurt they don't stop the clock they just take all this time like that they stopped and somebody's there with the calculator okay they stop for 38 seconds here and then they stop for a minute 12 seconds here and then they take that time and then they add up all that time and then add it on at the end of the game which is just i say it's bizarre but because we do american sports here this is what we grew up with that's the way they've been doing it for a lot of years and then Afterwards, and I say, okay, now we put nine minutes back on the clock. But then when they stop in that extra nine minutes, then they're adding. It's You talk about this endless cycle of the question we asked earlier this morning. If you know, if you know that you lack self-awareness, <laughs> is that an oxymoron? It's circular. That's like what World Cup soccer is. That here's 90 minutes. Oh, now we added more minutes for all the time we stopped. And then in the extra time, then we added more because we kept stopping like these get. But anyhow, it is short of the scoring. Yeah, I know there's no scoring. But it was kind of interesting to watch. It's more like chess mm-hmm. instead of. You know, the way the players are set up and how it's it was kind of like chess. Well, but the most important thing is to mark your calendar because that was my question. When do we get to cheer on the USA next Saturday, 9 a.m., we play the Netherlands? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that's exactly right. Um, to Brandon's point, and I, 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 you know, I'm kind of a casual fan, but it's such a big deal and it's a huge event around the world. Um, there is a lot of excitement, and obviously that goaltender uh, is an amazing, amazing story. He didn't have a co- college scholarship, walked on, I believe, at Fairfield, and just just is amazing. But keep in mind, in four years, which they, you know it seems like a long time from now, they'll have the World Cup in Kansas City, and Senator yeah. jo- Senator John Rizzo, um, who is a Democratic leader in the Missouri Senate, he's joined us um, a couple of times on our newscast. He believes the impact impact of this, the hotels and just the amount of people, first of all, millions and millions of dollars, he believes the hotels here in Columbia will be yep. sold out because these people won't be able to get rooms. He actually thinks of Springfield and all the other towns, maybe Boonville. It's just, it's amazing. And uh, that'll be a big deal for the community. So all this stuff, all this worldwide coverage, you think, oh, I'm not a soccer fan, I'm not paying attention, it's in Qatar, and I know the cultural differences, and we think they're wrong. They think we're wrong in what we do, and they aren't selling beer. Not going to be a problem when the World Cup comes to Missouri. We're going to sell some some beer. There'll be booze, I'm sure. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't. Do you think? I, I, I'm sure. Sure, there will. You know, the one of the biggest things, um, and I know Mayor Lucas has talked about it. Brandon's brought it up to Brandon's credit repeatedly. It's a bigger. It's as big of an issue yeah. there. It's the trash. I mean, and when I talk about Trump, I'm talking about trash on the road. I mean, they have got to get that. They're going to have the NFL draft, but it's disgusting 
the amount of debris and trash that is on those roads. Mayor Lucas has called on the community to quit doing that. And who knows? It could be people from, you know, not even the area driving through, but that does not look good at all when you're driving through Kansas City. And they need to get that cleaned we, up. Yeah, that's, uh, that's terrible. As a matter of fact, I was just chatting with some folks about a project we had been working on until uh, up until MoDOT announced. And this was a big project we had our eyes on at 63 and 70 to just fix. Because I love living here in mid-Missouri. It's a dump. It looks bad. It really does. And I am a big, and you can knock me for it if you want, but I'm a big believer in you got to wrap it in a a nice bow because that is perception. Unless you're wrapping Christmas presents. (laughs) No, and Brandon, to your point about I 70 and 63, it is. It is embarrassing. Yeah. It is embarrassing, and there's no other way. Wentzville, I tell people, go to Wentzville, look at Warrington, look at O'Fallon. How come we can't have something like that? How is that possible? How come we can't have I nice mean, things? It, it's just, and furthermore, yeah. it just is, it, you know, I get, thank God I have to go through that intersection early in the morning, but trying to get through there at any time of the day, and if you, you have a poor ambulance or something, it's just, but it is just full yeah. of trash. Yeah. There's trash everywhere. I agree that it should look pretty, but first and foremost, I mean, we need some traffic help from anyone who sat on I-70 last weekend for hours and hours. I mean, honestly, I don't care if it's ugly, if I could get through there a little bit faster, but certainly if it was prettier, I think more people would stop. But I think we can have both. I I do. I mean, you're right. I mean, it's been a bottleneck for years, and part of the problem is how many businesses, but the the trash is a problem, and a lot of people at at the MoDOT meetings I've gone to have complained about the trash. just, just just talking to somebody about the I-7063 project uh, that we have been working on. MoDOT says within, I don't know, two, three years, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of years, they're, they're going to be changing that and fixing that. So, And they told us when we started this thing, they said, hey, just so you know, there could come a point in time if we come in and we redo that, uh, redo 6370, that thousands of dollars that you have spent in landscaping, what have you. And by the way, this was not going to use any. Any taxpayer money, none whatsoever. And I was like, yeah, sure, you're never going to ever do that intersection. (laughs) (laughs) I had my money on it. 874-9390. Chris, welcome into Wake Up Mid-Missouri. What's up? Well, you're talking about one of my favorite subjects. Uh, You know, we can't even seem to mow the grass around here. Uh, You you guys probably both know who Al Jermond is. He's been on their case for years. Why don't we at least have a welcome to Columbia sign on the highways? I mean, you know, this is one of those towns, if you, if you didn't know where you were going and you drive through here, it's like, whatever. But all these nicer towns have a big sign up, you know, welcome and blah, blah, blah. And I know we hate signs, but I got a, I got a plan here. We don't ever seem to have money. Why don't we declare all the intersections on the interstate parks? Okay. <laughs> We've got all the park money in the world. we got all the equipment. And look at other towns. Hey, you know, Ashland, they... they either go out or they pay somebody to mow up the interchange and make it look good. A little town I go through down by the lake, Gravoy Mills, got like 12 people living in it. They pay some guy now to mow the shoulders of the road in that town to make it look better. And, then it looks and we good. can't do nothing in this town. No, unless it's a park. Uh, uh, Chris, well, you know, hey, yeah. yeah. And uh, the homeless people can live in the parks. Hey, there you go. Uh, Columbia City Parks, Jefferson City Parks. Uh, take note. What a, And I don't even want to go there. I don't want to get into the parks. Uh this is Stephanie Bell. Good morning. There's Brian Houseworth. It's good to see you, sir. I'm glad we had Gary Pinkle here. 
Me too. It was awesome. Uh, Gary Pinkle getting ready to go. So he came on several months ago when he found out he was going into the College Football Hall of Fame. And the induction is going to be Tuesday in Las Vegas. But first, him and Stephanie are almost going to cross paths. He's going to the SEC Championship game. And he's getting honored as an SEC legend. Stephanie is going to be there. Not at the game. Uh, but do, she's, she's going to be standing. Those people that count ballots in Georgia and that do-over, she's going to be standing over their shoulders. I will be down there. Yeah. Watching. For real. She, she really is. That's awesome. And I'm so focused on cool. the election, I didn't realize that the SEC championship is going to be there on Saturday. Now I'm concerned about my travel. Um, but no, I mean, he he was, you know, you had a couple clips of uh, Pinkle being, getting emotional over the award, but I was almost emotional hearing him talk about, I mean, what a, what a wonderful honor and, you know, hearing him and how many other folks he's he's motivated. Um, it's, it's nice to see him honored and I'm excited. Hopefully, you know they cover the legend award at the SEC championship so where we can watch it on TV it should be and I, I reference this in the sportscast uh, for the Eagle listeners but unfortunately CBS never announces that ahead of time but generally what happens is they don't usually carry it live sometimes they do it depends on what Craig Silver the producer wants to do but they will will do definitely go back and show it I'd prefer to see it live I mean um, you know I think it's on I think it, it's on CBS it, Ryan. well it's it's definitely the game's on CBS CBS, but I want to make sure that legend thing is on because sometimes, oh, gotcha. I, sometimes they'll play it back after a commercial is what I'm saying. But absolutely, it's on CBS. The game kicks at three. I just don't know where during that broadcast that would be. And, but it will be on CBS. It'll be Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson. And I do think the award on Tuesday. Dogs and LSU. Yeah, yep. I think the award on Tuesday is going to be aired on ESPN3. Yes. So I think we'll be able to watch that too. How cool is that? Uh, yes, because Gary Pinkle, yeah, he was a great coach, winning us one of, I don't know how many other coaches, I think he might be one or two. He has the winningest record at two different college programs. Remarkable, but it's like that has all been a vehicle to get him to where he is now, and that is he's in a position to make difference, to make a difference in the lives of, yes. of younger people and help them. I think that is remarkable. Coming up a few minutes from now is a real thing. So listen, there's depression, and then there's kind of the winter blues and the winter blahs, some ways to deal with and recognize. We're going to be chatting with Brandy McDonald, Centerpoint Hospital of Columbia. Some tips coming up for you five minutes from now here on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5. News Radio 950 KWOS. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri featuring Brandon Rathert. Missouri with Brandon Rathert. It's what happens when you let emotionally unbalanced people play in a room full of microphones. 93.9 And I want to look them straight in the eye and I want to tell them what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four Flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, heartless, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, hallelujah! All the Where's the Tylenol? Maybe some uh, winter blues. <laughs> during the holidays, and it happens to a lot of folks. Uh, we are busy. Uh, we are eating. We're stressing. We want to put on an ideal Christmas. They're having a Christmas party. We've got this work thing. And by the way, why on earth? I wish we could do things fundamentally different, but at the end of the year, it's we got to figure out the budget if you haven't done that yet, and then you got to come up with extra money to pay your taxes right around Christmas time. BS. A lot of reasons to be stressed. So I wanted to bring in Brandy McDonald. Brandy McDonald, uh, she's with Centerpoint Hospital. She's a mental health nurse practitioner. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us this 
one. This is an issue near and dear to my heart as we talk about depression and stuff. But uh, not necessarily talking about full-fledged depression, Brandy, and that's kind of why we brought you in. Kind of the differences between, because I think we all get the blues. We all get the blues or the blahs once in a while. Uh, how, how do we tell the two apart? Any guidance on that? So, good morning. Um, the winter blues is known as uh, seasonal affective disorder, and some people might experience this through the cold winter months. It's just usually related to shorter days, less sunlight, and it can just negatively affect our mood. And it usually lasts about four months versus major depressive disorder that would last longer than that. All right. Uh, and then, so what are some of the signs that people could look for, let's say, in friends and family? Because I know we always want to, and I think a lot of us say, okay, yeah, I'm just a little bummed out. I know it, and this too will pass. I'll just keep plugging away and maybe do go out of my way to do some things that might make me feel good. Uh, but what if what are we looking for in our friends and family that might be suffering from some of these things? Well, some people experience feeling down, depressed. They might isolate themselves and not really become involved in uh, activities that are interesting to them. You might notice uh, change in appetite or weight, difficulty sleeping, lower energy levels. They might voice to you they're feeling hopeless or helpless, difficulty concentrating. It's just kind of a blah down feeling, you know, noticing that someone is not their normal happy self. So if we see these signs in someone or we would kind of recognize it in ourselves, what what can we do? I know for me, like getting outside, getting some sunlight always brightens my mood. Are there other things that can help us? Right. So eating a well-balanced diet, exercising daily, taking your vitamins, getting good sleep, those are all things that can help you minimize the symptoms. And then, you know, the most important thing is don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, CenterPoint offers the complimentary level of care assessment uh, that we can, you know, work with you and uh, try to figure out if this is what you're you're going through at the moment or if it's maybe not something more severe. Uh, is there a phone number for specifically for this complimentary level of care assessment phone number some folks could call? Yes, there is. It's 573-615-2001, and it's extension 1. And we have lots of staff there that will uh, talk to you about the way you're feeling and see if we can't help you. 615-2001. And then when you hit that, get to uh, extension 1. And here's one of the other things I... And I find, because, again, it is very personal to me as it relates to um, depression. And for me, not seasonal blues, but like depression. Um, so it is an important topic for me. But I, one of the things I've learned over the years is that it seems, I'm going to stereotype, typically it's the dudes, it's the guys, oh, I don't need any help, everything's fine. Or pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. Seriously, put on a pair of boots, and then you know, a little, if you've got the straps in the back, try to pick yourself up off the ground with your bootstraps. It can't be done, and I think there's a lot of misunderstandings about, oh, just get over it. Do you still encounter that, Brandy? Sure, sure, absolutely. And again, that's what we're there for. We can uh, help you uh, give you, you know, the the insight that you need to, to see exactly what's going on and, and um, help you get over it sooner. People tend not to want to ask for help, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a pride thing, and I think, and I'll stereotype, <laughs> we stereotype because it works a lot of times, uh, but it's mostly guys that are afraid to ask for help. You think? Uh, it can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's women who uh, sure. feel the same. I think it's um, just kind of a 
of, you know, how you were raised, whether you want to accept, you know, that there might be some issues there, sure. All right. Uh, Center Point, Brandy McDonald, Center Point Hospital. She is a mental health nurse practitioner. There's a, a care assessment. You can call this phone number, area code 573-615-2001. And then when you get there, it's just extension one. Somebody would be more than happy to help you. Anything else you'd like to add before we let you go, Brandy? Well, thanks for having me today. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, how, I hope everyone yeah. has a wonderful day. Well, let me ask you, how are you doing? You doing all right? Wonderful. All right, me too. <laughs> hey, listen, and that's a... Fu- you know, it's interesting because we see people, whether we're crossing paths in the office at work, on the streets or whatever, people say, how you doing? I always like, do you want me to just say fine or do you want me to give you an <laughs> honest answer? And it can... That simple, funny thing, it sparks some incredible conversations. Brandon, we appreciate you and your conversation here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri this morning. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, Leftovers. We don't have any leftovers today. Well, we have a lot, but they're going to tomorrow's show. Uh, We are doing a couple of cool things. I do hope uh, maybe even like people you know that don't listen to this show, I hope you will encourage them to do so at least for tomorrow, 7.35. Uh, Vladimir Soljan, he is from Ukraine, college student at Mizzou. He's supposed to be here a couple of weeks ago. Got COVID on the day he was supposed to come in. What that's like, this kid's from you. He lives in Ukraine, dealing with family and all that. He is here. Will Sharp is a name you're going to be hearing, potentially running for attorney general. He is here tomorrow. To Gary Nolan Show is next. See ya. Bye.